and welcome to the most best podcast. It's called a microdon. What's called a microdon? A microwave in Welsh. It's Is a it microdon. A, a microdon. Or microdon. 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 And why have you brought this to the attention of the good twats listening at home? Because I'm tired of people who don't know what they're talking about telling me about something that I know is right. Which is? It's not called a popty ping. It's called <laughs> a microdon. No, I, I, I'll go with the whole, uh, you know, it is, it's a funny, popty ping is funny, and I wish it were true. I wish it were called a popty ping. But the number of people, English usually, who've told me, Oh, your word for a microwave is... Oh, sorry. Oh, your word for a microwave. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Your, uh, your word for a microwave. microwave. It's that funny. It's like popty ping, isn't it? And you're like, oh, well, yeah. Actually, it's not. Yes, it is. And you're like, it's, it's not. Well, it, it definitely is. And what's annoying is that's not even the noise a microwave makes. I'd love yeah. a microwave to win popty ping. Popty ping. It's got a good rhythm to it. Mine just goes... Ah! Well, apparently, it's because popty is like a bakery. All right. So don't really... Uh, yeah, so it's speaking something and then goes ping when it's ready. So it is literally what it says on the tin, I suppose, isn't it? Jesus Christ, we haven't even introduced you and you are already introducing the good listeners to the majesty that is the, the dying Welsh language. I am a teacher, so... What we need to do before anything is introduce you as the co-host with the mo-host to the good twat at home, and it is my pleasure uh, to have with me in the most best recording studio today a man of... I'm hoping many talents, otherwise it's going to be a very short conversation. Mr. Dav Reese. We <laughs> The man who provides his own is There's probably the vast majority. I, can I, I'm speaking to, to, you, to you, listener, now. You, you prob- listener. You singular listener. You, well, as in, unless people are listening together, then I can say you listeners. That's a good point. But to you, listener, slash listeners... You know, obviously, you probably have no idea who I am, but I probably don't know who you are, so... And that's the beauty of the Most Best Podcast. We're yeah. here to get to know each other. Exactly. I'm here to introduce you to my listener and whoever might just so happen to be in the room with them at that time. Yeah. So, what we like to do to introduce uh, twats at home... <laughs> right, actually, I need to pick your brain on this. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine recently, John Grizzly, came on the podcast. I asked him... Uh, for a name for the listening audience, and he has basically put forward twat, the, the twats at home, yeah, the twat yeah. army. I don't know if I like it. I, I, is there? Can you think of a better name for the for the most best listening audience? That's the problem. I was calling them the most best listening audience, and that is longer than the name of the actual podcast, so obviously that needed to change. Mm. Or should we just stick with twats for now? Degenerates? The degenerates at home. What we like to do to introduce you to the degenerates at home is yeah. a little game I've devised called the Dice to Meet You. <laughs> it doesn't start with a V. It's been a long day. It's my first day back in work after... Ah, fair play. Um, I, I broke up for Christmas on like the 14th of December. So I've had quite a long while off work and I've gone a bit stir-crazy. So coming back into reality today has been... It's been a bit of a challenge, I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to do the maths now. I think you've had longer than a teacher. Yeah, maybe I have. Yeah, when, when did you uh, when did you break up? Twenty first. I'm back on Monday. Oh yeah, I've had way longer. Yeah, but you probably yeah get your summers to yourself, well, which that's is a good point, yeah. Anyway, we yeah, digress. Sorry, sorry, yeah. We will talk about your teaching dice, afterwards. Dice, dice, dice. And you may have even just ruined a word that you could have used in Dice to Meet You. So 
what I like to ask my co-hosts and mohos, obviously you're here to help co-present the show with me. What are the rules of Dice to Meet You? Um, you throw the dice and then the whatever the number is, I have to describe myself in that many... That's words? close enough. I don't Something? tend to throw the dice. I tend to roll it. You know. I, I can throw it. You can we'll throw see. them at me if you want. And I'll try and catch them. <laughs> catch them in your mouth and then spit it out and whatever number it is, mm. that's how many other dice you have to eat. But, you know, that's the, the basic rule. So if you're ready, I will roll the dice uh, and we will play Dice to Meet You. Nice to meet you. Yay! <laughs> two. Two. So the whole point of this game was to come yeah. up with like long, elaborate ways. And it's I don't know if Charlie Hunt has just done it to fuck me over, but this dice always lands on two. Every time. It's always two. And I did this so people didn't have to describe themselves in three words because that yeah. was too generic. But Charlie Hunt being nice, oh, I got you a 20-sided dice. And As he fuck, he's got me a weighted dice just to ruin my <laughs> podcast. Charlie, if you're listening, thanks. Thanks a whole bunch, buddy. But, Mr. Uh, Reese, uh, please introduce yourself to the degenerates at home in two or fewer words. Childman. Childman. Yeah. Is that uh, a family name? I'm a man who looks like a child. <laughs> I didn't want to say. <laughs> I thought it was quite factual. Uh. It's, 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 I wasn't going for humour there. Just but To be honest, I always try to uh, start off quite lightly and be yeah. nice to my co-host. But, no, um, don't you worry do, about you, don't No, worry but you've it. got the frame of a man. Like I've got the frame of a potato with pipe cleaners coming out of it. But <laughs> you look at least like you do some exercise. Uh, but then you come at me with this like eight-year-old face that no one's expecting. Uh, yeah. um, so, child man, has that ever caused you any trouble in your life? Um, How often do you get ID'd? Um, it, well, on, on a daily basis. When I'll, I'll get home now, and my uh, other half will ID me. Probably, <laughs> I haven't got ID. You're not coming yeah, in. Can't come in without ID. Babe, but I live here. I, I used to find it uh, quite annoying, but I saw a really good article about how people who look young live longer. So the jokes on everyone else. But uh, is that article just written by a really stupid person who saw a baby in? A buggy being pushed by an old lady. It was like he's going to live longer. Yeah, he's definitely going to live longer. I just think that was a poorly researched article that you read. Um, so, all right, kill my dreams. Um, <laughs> and the other one being that ninety uh, percent of probably my stand-up is based on how young I look. So, if I were say to wake up tomorrow and to look like I should, um, I'd have no material. Okay, this will be so, an interesting game, actually, because as I say, you, you have the body of a man and the face of a child. Can I guess how old you are? Because I have no idea. Unless I've probably asked you in the past, but... I don't care. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I just... I've probably asked you in the past, but I ask everyone their age. How am I supposed to expect... Politeness. Or, yeah, how am I supposed to yeah. be expected to remember upwards of, like, eight different ages? Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to highball it, and I'm going to say you're... 34. Oh, no. No? No, no, no. Do I get another guess, or are you just going to shatter my just, dreams this time? Just, just, um, hold you. Guess. Don't let the receding hairline, crow's feet, and giant beard fool you. I am eight. You are actually eight. I am actually eight. You are the polar opposite of me. <laughs> a boy with a man's face. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, guess all then. 29. Nailed it. 
No way. Or have I told you, but you're just nice enough to remember people's <laughs> Pretend ages. Pretend that I didn't yeah. know. Oh, oh no, I'll oh. guess how old you are. I've actually got a chart at home of everyone I meet <laughs> of how old they are. Age and height. Um, how old are you? 27. Oh, there we go. So I was only seven years off. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, as you, you've alluded to it, you are a stand-up comedian, but before we make the show all about you, it's only fair we address the wider issues in the world and look at this week's fake news headlines. Trump says he is bigly happy with new US-China ties. He did, however, admit he thought his ties were made in Mexico. <laughs> Dickensian clock manufacturer told to get with the times. <laughs> I love a pun. Uh, Trump has also been seen shouting fake, fake, disgusting, fake during a recent interview. The White House still hasn't confirmed was he talking about the press or his own tan. (laughs) (laughs) Brussels negotiations break down as toddler refuses to finish his dinner. (laughs) In response to the Golden Piano incident, Her Majesty the Queen has informed the public... Next year's speech will be in front of a golden shower. <laughs> Butcher, baker, candle mistaker? We take a deep dive into the death of the Great British High Street. As I said, mine aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I can do another one. If You, you seem very nonplussed by that one. <laughs> it wasn't as strong as the first two. Okay, the let's... first two were strong. That wasn't as strong. Um... Let's see what I've got. I've got um, Lego CEO dismayed after he finds his car left on bricks. (laughs) That's better. That's better. There (laughs) you go. We'll go with that. So that is what is not going on in the world right now. As I say with the Most Best podcast, we'd like to stay on trend with the times and make sure we are spreading as much disinformation as possible. Misinformation? Disinformation? It's... Misinformation. Misinformation. Is it? No, I don't know. Well, it could be disinformation. Disinformation I've heard that as well. That sounds like a thing. Well, we're just lying about shit. On the You're misinformed about something, but perhaps you spread disinformation. You're the teacher. You should know this. It's an act. You know, I just you act as a teacher. I act. I'm essentially <laughs> I'm, a very, I'm essentially just a very good actor. I'm not qualified yet. I can still act my way into any school of my choosing. <laughs> but we'll get into the teaching. That's boring. Everyone's a uh, teacher. Who cares? Not what everyone is. That didn't make very much sense. Is a stand-up comedian, which is something that you are. Is that true? Is that false? I wouldn't classify myself as a stand-up comedian. I would classify myself as a um, somebody who does stand-up. See, this is a discussion I heard very early on when I first started going to Rough As. Did you, and for, I mentioned it quite frequently on the podcast, yeah. but Rough As being Sarah Bridgman's new material, open mic night in Swansea. Yeah. Uh, but did you ever used to go when they would... An hour before the show started, uh, they would do like an open forum with all the comedians and they'd sit down and discuss the issues of the day a la comedy. And that was one thing that came up that was really interesting. When do you call yourself a stand-up comedian yeah. rather than someone who does comedy? I'd imagine when you when you start sort of getting a bit getting maybe a bit of money and people sort of ask you to do gigs, maybe, would that be I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I I, I, I just feel like I'm I'm way off that that kind of level at the moment. I'm just sort of just jumping on whatever I can. Just sort of that's the best way to start, though. Yeah. I, I do want to ask only because I want to see if I'm more of a a baller than you. How much money have you made? So, first of all, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Uh, August. 
Okay, and how much money have you made since then? Uh, £12, I think. Excellent. I've made £3 more than you doing stand-up comedy. And I, honestly, I, and I've been doing it, I wouldn't say I've been doing it that long, because I do it very Rarely. sporadically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've got three pound more than you. So, uh, but then again, I've got to pay for hosting fees for this podcast. So this thing's just hemorrhaging money. <laughs> but it'll be worth it. Oh, it'll be worth it. In, it will uh, be worth it. When that one degenerate and whoever is potentially in the room with them at the time, time hear yeah. this episode, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll change some lives. So what brought you to, uh, to the old stand-up comedy? Um, I, I know the classic, oh, I always liked comedy. I was always interested in comedy. I could uh, just copy and paste you know, something in from another yeah. episode. <laughs> just find somebody somebody else has said, slot it in. And no, I, I think part of it as well is um, I'm very, very, very low self-confidence. Um, I basically I have faith in my body to, to maybe wave and kick something. And then after that, it's a lottery. <laughs> after, this, after that, you know, could go anyway. Have you ever waved and kicked something at the same time? No, I shouldn't have tried that. Okay, make sure you have... I don't feel my body's capable, though. I was going to say, make sure you have, like, you know, you do it in a soft play area, yeah. so that if you do go down, you're not going to hurt yourself yeah. too bad. Yeah. So I suppose, yeah, I always had um, quite quite low self-confidence. And, um, you know, in, in school as well, sort of, that's pretty much how I got girlfriends, just through making them laugh, really. That was all I had going, you know, making them laugh, and that, that was good. So I thought I was a genius. I thought I worked out, like, if I make people laugh... <laughs> they liked me. So like I cheated the fucking system. Massive genius. And then I started doing stand-up comedy and then realized, you know, 90% of the buggers have some sort of mental issue going on. And I wasn't unique. No, no, so, it's um They're yeah, a needy bunch. You know, so so I, so I realized quickly, no, I'm not a genius. I'm just just so exactly in a way, it's sort of the best place for me, I suppose, if, if somebody with anxiety and low self-confidence go and stand in a stage full of, in, on a stage in front of a room full of people. Similarly, I, I did have a very low self-image as a teenager. Nothing, like, drastic um, until, like, my late teens, early 20s. Very low point, is all I'm going to say. Uh, but I find... Nowadays, I fucking love myself. <laughs> Honestly, like, I've really come to terms. This has gone a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was, uh, you know, an exercise in self-confidence. And now I just think I'm fucking brilliant. And it's really <laughs> starting to grind on people. Uh, do you feel it has helped with your confidence, though? Um, not, re- well, because, <laughs> not really. Well, not really, because... Good night. Yeah, and yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> well, it was nice coming down here. And I'm yeah, just, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, come back again sometime. Um, not really, because I've always been quite socially confident. That's not been an issue. It's never been sort of talking to people and, and kind of cracking jokes and that kind of thing has, has never been an issue. So it was my own self-worth, self-image yeah. is more of a thing. So I suppose um, if I were to ever, you know, be successful in comedy and uh, have rooms, a room, you know, big room full of people laughing at my jokes and loving me. Then I can imagine that probably will do, you know, a, a, a bit of good. I can good Im- for my self esteem, you know. So yeah, I can imagine it would. You know, like people yeah. actively going out of their way to hear what you have well, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike just screaming into the void and putting it on the internet and just yeah. hoping people find, find it. it. Yeah, yeah, they don't. It turns out. Like, you know, I, I've been trying this though. Fuck, you don't need to do hard work in comedy. All you need to do is just 
do a podcast. Why don't you send it out to space and then maybe, you know, some point something might pick it up and, you know, you might be that human. But the, when the, the aliens ends. when the aliens come, they would it'll be the most best podcast was what they picked up and then, you know. The craft lands and it's like, where's that fucking idiot with the podcast? I'm like, oh shit. I'll be long dead by then. I mean, this is gonna happen in the next ten years. So yeah. I'll be long dead by then. It's fine. Um what as you you alluded to, uh Oh, I always liked stand-up comedy. It's comedy something you've always been with. Is that true, though? Is it? Are you just um, grabbing from the cliche of other people's stories, or is comedy something you've always had in your life? Yeah, I've always, I've always loved it. And I, I suppose being being an only child, um, I was always with my mother's side of the family, given an audience. Okay. So you know, and being being the youngest in the family as well, it would be like they'd just parade me out and be like, "Look at what he, look at what he can do! <laughs> look at what he can do! He can he can put a brick on top of another brick!" And and obviously they'd be like they'd be loving it. And I suppose maybe from that, really, that's kind of you've kind of built this kind of need for attention. Need for attention, yeah. essentially. You know, they say. But mind you, saying that though, the the best compliment I've ever had of someone. And I don't blow my own trumpet very often, but I will with this. The best compliment I ever had of someone was, so how many brothers and sisters do you have? I don't have any. What, you're an only child? Yep. Oh, you don't act like an only child. <laughs> and I thought that was the best compliment that anyone's ever given me. You know? So I have a very showy older brother. Dude loves attention, yeah. uh, as you can tell about running the family. Uh, so I don't get that frame of reference. How is an only child quote-unquote supposed to act uh selfish needy um yeah need wants attention uh materialistic so i do act like an only child (laughs) apparently i apparently that's the stereotypical only child kind of and i don't have that apparently so well if i can build on the nicest compliment you've ever had you seem like you have at least three siblings oh thank you (laughs) that's very kind of you no problem at all. Uh, so August was your introduction to the world of stand-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about it. Well, I, I, I lie, Ashley. Oh, it's all the facade is no, coming down already. Well, it was August, August, but I, I think I did Goody Who in like May. Okay. So I did that in May, and then I think August, then I, I kind of really started and thought, no, I want to, I want to do more and more and more. Um, yeah. So Goody Who in May was a fit was. It was a good one. And then I think I'd been, I went to Copper and I was watching comedy there. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think who I was watching. I can't remember now. And um, one of the comics who name escapes me, um, he's Welsh lad, Bristol Way. Is it Charlie Hunt? No. No? No. No, it, then again, uh, he doesn't sound Welsh. I'm, no. I'm, I'm still grieving about this. Anyway, dance. anyway, I'm eternally grateful to him. Anyway, because he opened the gate for me. Okay, and and yet I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, whoever you man. are. <laughs> yeah, he, he, so I was talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, there's the South Wales uh, Facebook group and the Cardiff Comedy, and then there's the Rough As, and and you sort of I went on the Facebook group then, and then that's how I started going to going to Rough As and. Getting on, going on these different places. So, yeah, thank you, mystery, nice 
comedian man. Yeah, thing. if you if you know who you are, uh, make yourself known. Otherwise, the credit's just yeah. out there. Um, but also, at the same time, don't just claim it. Don't just chime in going, oh, yeah, yeah, it was me. Yeah. I got Sandra Ford now is going to pop up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me? Me? Fucking love Sandra. Uh, so, Goody Who, first experience, James Dunn's Night, Caterpillar. Yep. How do you feel about the closure of Goody Who? I would like to send hate mail somewhere. What are they called? What's the family? Rapport, is it or something? And they've got a, a very posh sounding something name. Something like that. I, I, I would quite like to send hate mail somewhere. I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's devastating. But not just that. It's, I think the, the the other businesses as well, you know, have been there for years and years and years, and they've built up this, and then just, I, I'm going to start ranting. No, do it. We, need, just, we want the rant. Just, I want the fire. Uh, the anger and the, and the no, it, it's, it's just, um, yeah, the, the country's full of them, isn't it? People like this who just, they don't give a monkeys. They they couldn't care less about anyone else. No, they're just looking about out for their a own quick, a quick buck. Yeah, their own personal gain, and uh, not the the cultural heritage that some of these places hold. And I know, obviously, cultural heritage is a big term, but Goody Who is uh, like a hub for yeah. fucking creativity and arts in Cardiff. And every time I go there, it's full of people. I've never had a bad experience in there. I Always. did get kicked out once. Not my fault. We won't go into it. But I've never uh, had a bad experience in there. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I, I, <laughs> what? I'll tell you off, Mike. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's a great bar. And, you know, there's... It was the same with Woman Bee Street in Cardiff, funnily enough, where Club Eva Bach, uh, The Moon, Fuel, we got there in the end, that was, you know, they were all set to close as well. And mm. there was a massive campaign that fought and got it back. And now all those clubs are still yeah. there and still thriving. So hopefully there should be, uh, well, there is a grassroots movement. But hopefully, yeah, you know, it will, it'll be effective. Because it's just, it's, it's just it's boring, you know I mean? And, and so many places you, probably like in deep now, like sounded like sort of two 60-year-old men on the pub, you know, kind of like, oh, everywhere's the same these days. And, it is, though. You know, That's the problem. Yeah, like, yeah, everywhere's just, it's the, yeah, it's the same old, same old, like, centres of places. And Swansea gets a bit of a, a bad rep at times, but, you know, it's got character. It's got characters. It's got characters. Okay. Yeah. But then again, everywhere's the same. Uh... You're a Swansea boy? Yeah. So you've seen that they've closed the Uplands Bookshop and now opened a bar called The Bookshop. <laughs> and it's... I, I don't know the people who own it. They yeah. may be very nice people. But yeah. as a patron, that place is devoid of fun. Yeah. I went in and there was just no atmosphere whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I don't want to cast aspersions. You know, it's a local business. They're trying their best. But I'd rather a bookshop. That yeah. might just be me, though, to be honest. No, it's, it's a lot of people feel the same, isn't it? But yeah. anyway, we're getting off track. This is about you. We've talked about the world. We're supposed to be talking about you. Uh, tell us about, what was it like your first experience going on stage? Obviously, as you say, someone with uh, maybe a lower self-image, you say anxiety issues. Yeah. Was it as nerve-wracking as you expected getting on stage? Um, in Welsh, we have a saying, uh, and see if you can guess what it is in English. Uh, it's cachy bricks. Microwave. Oh, that's the other, other word for microwave. Oh, all right, microwave. Yeah, no, right. Um, yeah. I'm guessing, uh, from my limited knowledge of the Welsh language, shit in bricks. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. This is where we'll put like a ding, 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 ding in the yeah. background. Um, and how do, how were you received? 
Um, yeah, pretty good. It's all right. Well it's enough good. to want to revisit it, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, well enough that I, I didn't um, leave immediately. So... I have done that in the past. <laughs> have you had any bad gigs? Like, you know, where they've gone to the point where you have just got off stage and gone into the night? Um, well, we went on a car share up to Birmingham to do one just before Christmas. And um, I, I think it's on a Thursday. So obviously I'd been dealing with mental kids all day and then travelled three hours up to Birmingham to sit in a pub full of potheads, basically, who, um, unless we were making, unless we were basically making sheep noises and telling them how inbred we are and they didn't really want to know. Uh, and, yeah, just just a wall of silence. And, and it got to a point and I went, oh, I'm too tired for this, and put my mic back in the stand oh, to sit down. <laughs> I, like I don't know what's more heartbreaking, uh, having... The audience go against you so hard that they're screaming you off, or the fact that you were just like, "Oh fuck, man, I've had a long day." Yeah, You're just sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> it's I. I would do the same, to be honest. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that one is going well, though. What you just want to sit down? Yeah, right? it's like you guys have had your fun. Yeah. What, what about me? Why won't you guys tell me a joke for a change? I, 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 because I, I am an incredibly lazy person. As well, so I got a lot going for me. Honestly, you don't seem to like yourself very much. I, I, I have a lot going for me: low self-esteem, lazy, and anxious, um, <laughs> ladies. And <laughs> I, I, I would quite. It would be love. It would be amazing if, because like here, you know, here now we're kind of sat here and talking. But imagine if I could just do stand up from my bed and just kind of. You know, they just pipe it into a room somewhere and they listen and they go, oh, he's funny. Ha, 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 ha. And then I got paid for that. That would just, ah. Oh. Live stream it. Amazing. Dude, just get my iPad, rest it on your lap, sit in bed, wear a T-shirt. Don't wear a T-shirt. You've got the body not to wear a T-shirt, whereas I would get kicked off the internet if I went topless. <laughs> um, but no, that seems like a great idea. <laughs> That's a line. I like a line. You should use, have you used that? Have you used no, that? no. You that should was, use that. That's okay, a good line. See this body? I'd be kicked off the internet. <laughs> there we go. I'll make a use note. It, Thank it. you very much. Um, going back to, say, the <laughs> the lazy you can make it. I went to see Mark Maron in the Royal Festival Hall in London. Mm. Uh, are you aware of him? No. He's an American comedian. Uh, Do you ever watch Glow on Netflix? No. There, you won't know him then. <laughs> um, he's... Uh, would you like me to pretend that I know and go like... No, oh, no, no. no, no. Just, if you get okay. a chance, check him out. I fucking right, love okay. Mark Maron. Yeah. Uh, he's got a great podcast as well. Uh, hopefully, if I shout out his, he'll shout out mine. Ooh. Listen to WTF with Mark Maron. I don't need to shout it out. Fucking Barack Obama's been on his podcast while he was president. I've got yeah. Mr. Reese. The, the lazy and anxious Mr. Reese. Lazy and anxious Mr. Reese. <laughs> Um, that would have been a good with a dice. That would, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, his whole thing with stand-up, and Royal Festival Hall, it's a huge room. It's a beautiful room. And he just walks up, sits on a stool, throws a notebook on the floor, and just just rambled and ranted for two hours. And every now and again going, ooh, actually, I might try this. And just <laughs> picking up his notebook, dropping it again. And it was the most ramshackle, laid-back yeah. kind of stand-up performance I've ever seen. It was hilarious, start to finish. But it was, you know, when you see someone like a, a Michael McIntyre or a Jimmy yeah, Carr, yeah, 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 yeah. very, it's polished, it's dialed in. And 
Mark Maron's completely sober, teetotal, but you wouldn't be surprised to find out he's just come off like a three-day drinking binge. <laughs> he just sits there like, <sighs> all right, let's do this. <laughs> I, I quite like the um, Jim Jeffries. You know the, the one he does when he's just sat in a chair, like he's got a comfy chair on the yes. stage? And um, yeah, he's just got like a table of the beer and he's sat in a comfy chair, just <laughs> rambling away. Who are your comedians? That would be. I, I need to ask uh, my co-host this. Who are the comedians who inspired you? Who are your go-tos if you if you are to watch comedy? Um, go to oh well, I think the 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 top of the game like Daryl Brian is just I love Daryl Brian. As in, I know it's a, sort of an easy kind of, or, but um, when I went to see him in Cardiff. He just spent well. He did the same. He got a chair out and then he spent half an hour. He just pulled his chair up, faced one member in the front row, and then would just rip into them for. Five ten minutes, <laughs> and then he'd move his chair along, and then do the same to the next person. And I just think, like, that's talent, isn't it? To be oh, able yeah. to do that, it's just incredible talent, and still have the entire room laughing their heads off and not getting bored. And it's not just talent; it's balls as yeah. well. To be like, right, this is what we're doing. Boom. Yeah. Oh, he's he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. And I I quite like um, I like Jim Jeffries, um. And I quite like the thing of because like my other half hates him, Jim Jeffries. Absolutely hates Jim Jeffries. Oh, hates him because he's controversial. Isn't he? Of course, he's very controversial. But I, I do like it when he does his sort of controversial bits, but ties them in and like kind of brings in a message and brings in a kind of and 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 that's that's something that is a problem generally with people. I think take things at face value. Yeah, he take things as literal. He does it very well to uh, make a joke as offensive as possible, but by the end of it, you learn something. And yeah. You're a better person <laughs> yeah. for yeah. hearing yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. He's very, very good at that. Unlike, um, uh, obviously, he's a, a literal wanker, which is why no one speaks about him nowadays. But have you seen the controversy with Louis C.K.? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just let you know, like, Degenerates at home will be hearing this in February. We're recording this 2nd of January. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, but he's wearing his way back onto the comedy scene yeah. now after being outed for the sexual deviant that he was. And he's decided the best way to do it is to make fun of survivors of school shootings. Yeah. And it's... it's his shtick worked when no one knew how much of a sex criminal, criminal he was. Is, yeah. Uh, but now in context, when you know more about the man as well, yeah. it just strips away the whole... Well, it's, it's, it's like with... It's like with Jim Jeffries, isn't it? How he... Because he does... He rips into his partner, isn't he? And he, you know, he makes basically because he he'll say it within the space of probably two minutes, we'll make like a horrifically sexist comment, and then we'll just turn around and say, "Oh, w- without my partner, I'm I'm nothing." Yeah, as yeah. in she is an amazing person. She is a fantastic, you know. She without her, she helps me function. And people lose sight of that, and then they take that kind of. Of course, he doesn't mean it. It's 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 the joke is in the shock, isn't it? You know, in the sort of oh. Exactly. Uh, but in the day and age we're in, though, uh, you need to be able to then recontextualize or validate what you're saying. Uh, because I've gone up before and said some horrible one-liners. And to people who know me, we're like, oh, that's his sense of humor. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, some random person in the audience might look at me like, disgusting. who is this? And I'm, yeah. I'm the most liberal laid yeah. person yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, so I can, I can totally get that it is, you know, you need to be able to... Uh, if, if you're going to go out and be that offensive, at least do it in a context. Yeah. So 
Jim Jeffries, uh, Dara O'Brien. Anyone else? Um, Anyone you think I may not have heard of that you could point me in the right direction of? Ooh. Uh, I have to get back to you on that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to have a think about that. Um, I seem to be at the moment far more into American stand ups, but uh, the likes of um, Dave Attell. Uh, for, have you ever seen Dave Attell? Oh, probably. He's fucking great. He's just like the most acerbic, angry man in the world, but also really, really quick on his feet. Uh, he did, they, they put it on Netflix. They do it as a live show, but they've got a three-parter, uh, three-parter, not part all, with him and what's the Rogue's Battle guy? Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross, yeah. They've got a, a live show called Bumping Mics, where it's just the two of them on stage for an hour just riffing off each other. And every time they do a joke, which they think is funny, they bump mics. Uh, but it's great to see because it is then. They go up completely unprepared and they just go up. See what they can do. With microphones yeah. and just see if they can fill an hour. And it's fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm not as... Um, as in, there, there, I think there are exceptions. There are, there are very funny American stand-ups. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think generally it's as good as... And, and part of that's cultural, I suppose, isn't it? And, and the kind of thing of... Obviously... <laughs> probably don't understand a lot of the references they make and a lot of the sort of um but i, I generally i i i know it's, it's yeah, I, so I, I find i find british comedy wittier <laughs> yeah is it just the accent though because people with a Vosh english accent do sound wittier even yeah. if they but I, I i do i wouldn't i don't know see now i'm Ooh, fight fight fight, fight. uh <laughs> Let's agree to disagree and move on. This could get ugly. So, uh, apart from being a stand-up comedian, um, obviously, if you're happy to talk about it, because you've mentioned it, you're a teacher. Yes. That's your actual daytime job. Yeah, yes, my actual job, yeah. And what subject do you teach? Geography. Ah, like where the bits of the world are. Yeah, like where the bits of the world like are. Like where bits of the world are. I yeah. absolutely suck at geography, and that did all throughout my school life. Oh, I'm a nerd. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> give, me, give me a country, or I'll give you the capital. See, I'm probably, though, just going to say a place in the world, which is the capital city of another place. <laughs> like, huh, Paris, smartass. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't. This is when it comes to geography. Just I just I shut down. So is it geography is where the bits of the world are? Where the bits of the world are, yeah. And geology is... What the bits? What the bits of the world are? If it was, well, when you're in, no, there is a geology A level, but geology comes under geography when you're in school. When you leave school, then they kind of they separate. Yeah, uh, in school, geology is really part of geography. Okay, and so, if I'm right in saying there are three kinds of rocks, yes. Let's see if I can list those three kinds of rocks. You've got igneous. Yay. Metamorphic, Yay. and I, I'm just so stoked I got metamorphic. I, I, Sounds a bit like something Sherlock Holmes would say. Oh, sedimentary. Yay. Yes, I am the king of the rocks. Uh, so rock. was it? <laughs> oh, Dav, was it something you always wanted to do then, being a teacher? Or was it just an unfortunate circumstance that you found yourself, as I said earlier, shaping the future of the nation? <laughs> Um, I quite like the line from Greg Davis on The Inbetweeners where he says, let's be honest, the only reason most of us teach is because uh, they're far more lax with DBS checks these days. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So I think it's a brilliant line. 
Um, but no, my mine came back all clear and all fine. So just in case anyone's listening, <laughs> listening and concerned that um, <coughs> you see, no, you seem like a pretty, uh, pretty spotless guy, pretty you know, clean cut, not yeah. like a a rag a ragabond. <laughs> I can't even think, dude. Honestly, it's it's been such a long day. Um, but yeah, teaching something you always wanted to do or unfortunate circumstance. Um. Kind of fell into it really. Liked geography, so just thought just teach geography in it, you know, teach the thing that you like. Um, and you'll so. never work a day in your life. <laughs> well, I thought I thought teaching was going to be right. Here's 10 questions, do the 10 questions. I'm going to sit by my computer, and when you've finished, I'll give you another 10 questions. Uh, no, it's not like that at all. No, 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 it's more like you know, um, the game Bash the Mole. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like that. Just trying to put out multiple fires, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, honestly, um, I, so I take off my metaphorical hat to my metamorphical hat. That's a rock Ooh, joke. Yes, That's for yes. you. Uh, I wouldn't have the patience for it. I, I can't yeah. get on with adults. If I t- yeah. if I was in charge of uh, a group of kids, I would absolutely lose my mind. I was at a, a wedding recently. A friend. Of, I say recently. It was years ago now um two of my friends tom and hannah got married uh tom's dad was one of the music teachers in our school so we went to the wedding and obviously his dad was there and there was a couple of other of the faculty heads yeah. and my old sick form head of year was there it's a wedding i've had a few <laughs> we're having a chat and it was, it was nice he was a really nice guy and we got talking about batman comics and i was like whoa 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 why didn't you ever tell me when you were my teacher that you like Batman? And I swear to God, he looked me dead in the eyes and went, why the fuck would I want to be your friend when you were a child? And I was like, yes. Yeah, honestly, I was like, that is the greatest lesson you've ever taught me, let alone all the years of school. Well, they, they I mean, I, I remember having a massive shock between teachers in my school and then what they were like when I saw them after school. It's the, the, the best one is uh, year 13 prom. Yeah, <laughs> because then these six formers who you've been quite reserved with and professional to for however many years of their lives, um, then get to see what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> then get to sell outside, you cocaine. outside of school hours, <laughs> and it kind of blows their tiny little minds. <laughs> what you do, Jaeger? <laughs> it's like I, I'm young. That's the, I can. Well, I, I can't imagine I'm older than you, but as you say, I feel like a young guy. You're younger than me, but you're an adult and a figurehead to these kids. Like you're you're an mm. actual That's ad- scary, isn't it? yeah. You're an adult yeah. to them, so it must be crazy being like, "Oh my god, old man Reese can party." <laughs> but then, when when you think that as well, um, my like my year seven class are like toddlers, yeah, and they're like they act like. Tiny, tiny, tiny children. So to them, probably somebody in year nine is an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like super old. Oh, yeah. You're like the, the wise and old wizard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing we do like to do on the Most Best podcast is uh, incorporate my little Cypriot friend, I miss him very much. I didn't get to see him over Christmas. We were going to try Skype him in uh, to a recording that no one will ever hear. Uh, We did a Christmas 
most best drunk review of 2018. Yeah. Uh, drank most of a bottle of whiskey, and uh, it's just unusable. <laughs> uh, but we like to, uh, as I say, get my Cypriot friend, Mr. Criminal Chris Waters, uh, to jump in and ask a question. So if you are ready, my co-host with the Mohost, uh-huh. will you answer Captain Chris's big question? Of course. So it's a very special two-part big question. Big questions, plural. Uh, Chris really likes to, you know, hit hard with this. So it's going to be in-depth. It's going to be deep. It's not. It's it's just great conversation questions. What will be the biggest change you hope to make this year? I want to get my teeth done. What do you mean done? As in, I don't like my... my my two front teeth no no i don't like my top teeth they're a bit you know all over the place so i i'd like to go down to sa1 and get those uh little bastards removed removed (laughs) i hate my front teeth so much i just want fucking rid of nothing there i want a big gap no um oh no like invisalign and you get like the the the, like invisible braces uh i brush my teeth twice a day but when it comes to checkups and stuff i i it all stems to, I went to an orthodontist once, and he started examining me, and they went, oh, gloves. And ever since then, I've not really been safe with strangers putting their fingers in my mouth. Or, another one, sorry, when you said the word gloves, it reminds me, actually, that not Christmas just being the Christmas before, my, my great-auntie bought me leather gloves, and I haven't worn them, and I feel like I, like driving. I really want to start wearing my leather gloves to drive. I'm glad you said driving, because apart from starting a duel, I really can't think of another use for leather, leather gloves. Yeah, exactly. There is no other. Yeah, so I'll start and oh, do. Oh, that'll be good. You could go around dueling people. Honestly, though, what was your reaction when you opened it and you're like, leather gloves? <laughs> Did you slap it with him? Uh, That's what uh, I want to know. Were you like, no. what is this? No, 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 of no, course. No, no, no. She's, she's a fantastic source of money. <laughs> size joke uh, so <laughs> I love you really great auntie Glesney Glesney that's a beautiful name it's very Welsh isn't it? very Welsh very Welsh so as I say it's a two part question you want your teeth kicked in what is the thing you are looking forward to most this year not getting your teeth kicked in um, the oh easy one simple one the last day of term before the summer holidays Oh, God, I can imagine. How long do you have off for the summer holidays, may I ask? Uh, six weeks. <sighs> do you, I can imagine there's work involved in those time. Or oh, is, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. just free time? No, no, I did I did do quite a bit of work last summer. Um, but then it's at my own time, my own, you know, I decide, no, all right, I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to put House of Cards on, whatever, you know, stick something on Netflix and then, you know, do a bit of work. It's my f- own kind of my own time. That sounds perfect. I've got a friend who's a uh, teaching assistant, I believe he is, and it comes to the summer, and the weather's nice. His parents have got a lovely house with a giant pool, and I'm in work, eating a cold sandwich, just flipping through my phone, and there's just photos of him just in a pool with a beer, and I really start to regret the choices I made in life. See, I think think that would be a job. I'm not very good at many things at all. But I think a teaching assistant... You need to believe in yourself, ...would be something... But I, I, I am. I am going to say that a teaching assistant would be something I, I, I think I'd be very good at. Because I'm very... I'm, I'm quite good at, um, like, getting the 
naughty kid. Like, not not the proper scum now. I'm not talking like... <laughs> I haven't got time for them. No, fuck them. <laughs> I do not have time. I mean, the kind of ones who are naughty, but there's a kind of nice side to them. I'm quite they're, good they're at... acting out. They want, yeah. They need that uh, they want wise and old wizard to... They to... want someone to help them out. And they want attention. And I'm quite good with getting them around to doing things and doing work and doing... It. So I think if I was a, a TA with one of these... I, th- I think I'd be I'd be pretty good at that. I think that would be something. That, and, and like you said, then it'd be the summer holidays and I'd have no work to do. All weekends. But what if they stuck you with the right little rotter and then, then you've got that to deal with? Um, Proper Dennis the Menace now. I'd probably mess with him so much that he'd do something horrific and get excluded. I'll make sure to cut this from the podcast so your job does not get jeopardised. He's joking, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a big smile on his face. You know he's a good guy. He's not going to go messing with kids. I wouldn't do kids. that. I wouldn't do that. thing is, um, because I'm lazy, it means that I'm so lazy that I don't have to deal with any consequence you know any 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 you know telling off or discipline you know being disciplined or that just sounds like more hassle and more work so i tend to stick to the rules then no that's that that makes perfect sense i'm I'm very much my philosophy in life is try keep things as stress-free as possible yeah 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 yeah. as soon as the situation's getting stressful i will just find a way to excuse myself from it you've got like those friends who are like oh you know fight the ticket and you're like just pay the ticket it's just easier just pay the ticket oh no it's a travesty and we should just pay the ticket yeah i'm it's just good it's just yeah just pay the ticket just just pay the ticket if you can take anything from this episode of the most best podcast is just pay your tickets oh that should have been this that would have been pay the ticket would have been a better one than it's called a microdon you're much more Welsh than I am. Teach me some Welsh. This is something you've got the teaching capability. Mm. You've got the knowledge of the language. I'm a blank canvas for you to mm. paint your glorious red dragon on. So, what are your favourite Welsh words? Um, pinaval. Can I guess what the Welsh words are? Go on. Ed. So, pinaval. Yeah, pinaval. It sounds like an STD. Like, oh, Wait, gonna... what is your favourite Welsh word? Oh, it's an STD. It doesn't add the context, it's just how the word oh, sounds. Oh, pinaval, yeah. Uh, what is a pinaval? Pineapple. Yeah, I probably should have got that. Yeah, most right. Welsh words for our... Because we do get listeners outside of Wales and the UK. Uh, most Welsh words are just, like, English words with a block nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's another thing, see. That's another thing that, that grinds my gears, as, as they say. <laughs> is that, um, yes, that is true. But when someone feels they have to tell you that, as in like kind of you know, oh, isn't isn't the the Welsh for taxi just a, a, a C or an S instead of an X? And you're like, isn't most English words are French? Yeah, exactly. Like royal, like... court, pork, mutter—they're all French words, and it's just people get all high and mighty, like, oh, your language is just just ripping off English, and you're like, sort of most languages. Most languages, or most languages in existence now, are just ripped off from another language. Exactly, and it's... you're like, ah, oh, shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> I feel I'm sorry. <laughs> I like this. I'm finding all your raw nerves, and it, it's not like I'm. I'm even a kind of. Um, I'm far from a Welsh language Nazi. You know, you're not militant. I'm not a, a, at all. Uh, the, it, in fact, they are another group that winds me up because um, how are you meant to get people to speak it and? use it if every time they talk to you you go well you've used a incorrect verb or the past tense shouldn't be you know it just puts people off so just shut up, <laughs> shut up. so I, i'm not it's not like i'm one of those but at the same time 
you know. Bit of respect. Bit of respect. Yeah. That's a bit of respect. Like. First language? Um, I say I was, and then I wasn't, and I perhaps not, because like my, my better half is a Welsh speaker as well, yeah. and we just kind of dip in and out. I don't know, it, I'm sure it is with most bilingual people, uh, but I love hearing uh, a Welsh speaker who speaks English talking with another one, because it will yeah. so <laughs> seamlessly flow from English yeah, to Welsh, yeah. that like you get some context of it yeah. uh, and then you get words like pinavel where you're well, just not going to understand they say um because there's that that whole uh, myth isn't there of you know oh i i was outside the pub and uh they were definitely speaking english and then as soon as i walked in through the doors they started speaking welsh and like someone said that that partly could come from the fact that a lot of welsh speakers do dip in and out so they might walk in and they might be saying something in english and then they'll say something in welsh and you'll assume, oh, they're talking about me. They've just switched from English to Welsh. And you're like, well, no, it's just how, like I said, do me and my other half communicate? Just yeah. Sort of dipping in and out sort of thing. Saying that, though, I've been in some rural Welsh pubs where they'll either go into Welsh or completely silent. You know, like um, an American but, werewolf in Paris. Uh, not, not Paris, Jesus Christ, that's embarrassing. An American werewolf in London. When they go into that pub and like yeah. the whole record scratch and everything falls silent. We were in Fishguard recently and like every pub we went into did that. But the mistake, I think the mistake there is, is that it's not a Welsh language, English language thing. It's a, you're not one of them. Yeah, it's, it's a, if you're I, not local. I mean, I, I've, I've gone into pubs in North Wales and they've kind of like looked at me like, you South Walesian, you know, who the hell are you kind of thing, you know? You, you're not one of, you're not a local in the pub sort of thing. And it's more about that than... You don't speak Welsh. No, no, then, of course, you know, kind of course. Of, kind of, um, they, they are, they do exist. There are people like that. And like I said, I have no time for them. No, fuck but those guys. The I'm vast just, majority of us couldn't care less. I understand, obviously, you're supposed to be protecting the language. But as you say, how are you going to further the <laughs> language when people try to speak to you and you just go off and run? Yeah. Anyway, as you say, Milton Welsh speakers, they can fuck off. Yeah. But casual Welsh speaking, you've got. Pinavel, am I saying that right? Yeah. Is it I, genuinely? I've lived in Swansea my entire life. I am from two Welsh parents, and I'm this unsure about the Welsh language. Give me another word. Hit me with another one. What one that I like, or just just generally like? Just teach me some Welsh. Just um, well, you, it's one you know probably because you're banned from them, aren't you? Um, a skull. A skull. Uh, yeah. No. I'm not banned from them. I'm banned from 500 meter radiuses. Radiuses of them. So yeah. And um, a skull. School. School. So it's kind of, same again, pineapple, pineapple, a skull, school. A skull and school don't sound too similar, I guess, but I guess obviously I just put two and two together. Yeah. Go into a skull growing up. Oh, where are you off, boys? Don't fucking a skull. Like, and they're on the signs, I suppose, everything like. Yeah. And with Arav, you know. Arav. Arav. Slow. <laughs> Did you go to the uh, Slow Arav a skull? <laughs> Slow school. <laughs> um. Talking about Welsh in school, the only Welsh I can confidently say, and but you're a teacher, so you'll probably shoot this down, is Gai Vindy Tibach as well, can that? Nah. Oh, man, busting. Uh, what does that mean for the degenerates at home? Can I go to the toilet, please? No. We're recording. Should have gone before. It's all that water I've been drinking. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, sorry, if I forget another one, is the North Walians are very creative oh, with their shit, swear words. You're back on them now. Right, I love them. And... Because there was a the whole thing about um, Pascodin Wibbly Wobbly, you know, that that was the that was the the name for jellyfish. Yeah, 
Um, it's not, but it sounds funny. Say Piscodin being fish. Yeah. And Wibbly Wobbly being... The mo- the thing that they do. Yeah, just yeah. The, the most apt onomatopoeia for a jelly. Is that an onomatopoeia? Not like bangs an onomatopoeia. Yeah, it's yeah. a sound, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they... Yeah, they call... Well, uh, there's one part, Pentlino, they uh, apparently up there. Um, they call them... And I'm sure you could probably work out what, what the translation okay. is. But they call them um, Mor Vastad. And again? Mor Vastad. Is this something bastard? I just don't know what the first one is. Sea bastard. Sea bastard. Yeah, yeah that Which makes sense. I just sense. think is a fantastic. Oh, right for jellyfish. For, for jellyfish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, it couldn't be more apt, to be honest. Yeah. Always remember being down Oxwich, uh, having to swim. My friend going under the water, coming back up, and she had a jellyfish sat on top of her head. She went mental, and I got out of the water because I fucking hate jellyfish. Uh, so right, let's run down the Welsh roads. We got Pinavel, Ascol. You know, I went to the Arav Pinavala School, uh, which is the Slow Pineapple School. Well, do, do you want to give me some English words for me to translate? All oh, right. Um, how would you say my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard? Um, I don't know what the Welsh word for milkshake is now. Milkshake. <laughs> can't roll an R in milkshake, unfortunately. Shake life. My ver. Milkshake. <laughs> and Danir Bechkin here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I, There is a word. There's definitely a word for milkshake. And I can't. I don't really, I don't like, really like milkshakes. Oh, okay. So I've never really had to use. All right, we'll go to a uh, word for milkshake. We'll go to another 90s R&B reference or 2000s. Right. Let's, right. you know, I don't want to get it wrong with the time frame. Uh, how would you say in Welsh? No, I don't want no scrubs. Uh, nah, do we the Meshe scrubs? <laughs> nah, no, I haven't it. Nah, do we the Meshe scrubs? Oh, right. See, I'm loving this game. This is great. This is awesome. <laughs> the Welsh translation of R&B lyrics. I think these songs would be better. Nah, do we the Meshe no scrubs? <laughs> uh, let me see that thong. The thong, the thong, the thong. <laughs> um... Garvey Welder thong, 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 thong. <laughs> this is really fun. Um, I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. We have it here, shop lotion. There is a Welsh language version of this song, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> I got it here, lollipop. <laughs> there's no Welsh word for lollipop. Any lollipops, lollipop. Lo- lollipops, lollipop. Lollipops, lollipop. Right, we'll get out of here. On... Can I have one more? Can you one more? Yeah, as I say, we'll more. do one more. I... We'll do plugs. We'll get out. We've all got wives and children to get home to. Not necessarily our own, but still. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a good line. <laughs> How would you say, we'll get out on this, when the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot? Pan Meyer's pimps and a tea, ma'am. Got long hair, I've been boy. Ah, oh, excellent. I've enjoyed yeah. that so much, and I have a much deeper appreciation yeah, of the Welsh language. language. Yeah. So, Dav, where can people find you? You've got things lined up, got social media people can find you on. Are you pushing yourself in that way? Yeah, I'm on Bookface, isn't it? Bookface? Um, on Twitter. Twitter? Where can uh, people find you on Twitter? Well, we'll pick a phone up. <laughs> and uh, search Dav Reese. I imagine I'll pop up. Um, 
And yeah, gigs wise, um, given this is going to go out in February, uh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, uh, you you'd have missed me in uh, uh, Bridgend, and ooh. and you probably missed me, you know, getting all those laughs in in Bath as well, in or Bath. in as as Welsh speakers like to say Bath, Bath, in, in the Bath again. It is a Welsh word for Bath as well. Cae or something. Tabio. Tabio. Yeah, going from Tabio. Go vimindam Tabio. Yes. Oh, God damn. Uh, you're going to have to translate an entire episode for me soon. Yeah. Uh, if fine. you want more of this most best goodness, uh, you can get us social media wise on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at most best podcast. Uh, keep listening to the show. The best thing you can do as a degenerate is download and leave reviews where you can. That is the most helpful thing for a growing little pod like us. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, would you like to say goodbye in Welsh? Hoilvaur. Hoilvaur. Hoilvaur.